Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, it's Simon here again from Sterling Coaching on this episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by Thomas Atkins, or Tommy as I know him. Uh, Tommy and I met uh, as a result of the coaching and mentoring that I do with the University of Lincoln and Tommy is a tenant there and that's how we met. Uh, Good to have you on today's podcast. Yeah, thank you very much, Simon. It's good to uh, good to be here. First time on a podcast, so yeah, uh, a bit apprehensive, but yeah, looking but forward to it. The listeners will be gentle with you, don't worry. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the the journey that you've had and the reason that you do what you do. Just give us a little bit of that backstory. Yes, yeah, so I, I left school when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, this is relevant, don't worry. Yep. Um, and then I, I worked as a builder, um, did joinery for Barrett Homes for a, for a few years. Wow. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt like I was being pushed to go to university. Um, relatively modern problem, I'm sure. Yep. Um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I always thought that I wanted to work for myself, but I didn't know what form that would take or how I would get there. Yep. So after doing that for a few years, I realized that was definitely not what I wanted to do. Um, I, I like having soft hands. Yeah. Um, so uh, me too. That's why I gave up being a bricklayer actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I went to, I went back to college actually. Uh, I carried on working uh, as a joiner. Um, I started being self-employed a little bit around then doing um, normal joinery work and then also laying slabs for people because yeah. that was a skill that I had. And uh, I funded my way through college, um, I went to Lincoln College, yeah. and then I did the A-levels um, and went to university. I studied law at Sheffield Hallam, right. um, but I, I really took that seriously. I didn't go out a lot, which meant that I didn't have any time, um, and I needed money because, you know, living's expensive. Yeah. So I, I thought, right, well, I need a way to flexibly make money doesn't matter how much money that is as long as it's some money because I couldn't even commit to five six hours a week I worked at Subway at the time I had to leave it because I didn't have enough hours in the day Um, and I especially couldn't commit to anything in advance because I I ran the law society at university I set up a data protection one I was giving tours everything I could get involved with I did yeah fully motion them yeah, and, and I had a friend who was a designer. Uh, I did a little bit, but at, at that point, it was mainly um, doing photoshops of my uncle's face, actually. So it was a security <laughs> guard, and we always called him Paul Blart. And uh, I used to photoshop his face on Paul Blart in a range of situations. So that, that is how my design career started. Yeah. Um, so, so how we worked was that... I'd find business on LinkedIn because I used it a lot through university. I'd yep. find business on LinkedIn and then he'd do the majority of the design work. We'd send it back, we'd get paid and we'd split the money. 
And that worked out that although we were splitting it 50-50, we didn't have any overheads at all, um, apart from Photoshop. And, and that was how we worked for about a year. And so the reason to tie it back to your question, why do I do what I do? And how did I end up here? It's the flexibility um, and, and sure. a passion for, I, I do enjoy helping businesses and it, it feels very similar, especially when you look at the design aspect of what I do, feels very, very similar to all those years ago, or it seems, although it was only six or seven, yeah, yeah. Yeah. of being on a building site and stepping back and looking at what you've done after the fact and you can see that you've built something and it's very easy to do with design because it's it's on the face of the business yeah, and, yeah. and you don't have to delve too far into stats at the back end. So it feels like you're building something often and that's yeah. why I do it. Good, good. Well, I think that's giving us a good insight. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, interesting. You know, I, I started out, I wasn't sure, exactly the same. Didn't want to go and do levels. didn't want to go to university, which everybody was telling me I should do. And I decided I was never going to study again. I was going to become a bricklayer. Um, I didn't like the cold. I didn't like the wet. I didn't like the rough hands. And I went back to college and I've never stopped studying since. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know how that worked out. But uh, yeah, very similar tracks. So let's get on to the, uh, the drinking side of, of this from what we're drinking at the moment. And tell us a little bit about what you have. Is it, is it coffee? What is it you're drinking today? It tell is. us a little bit about it. I thought I'd have to get a coffee considering the I completely agree. The website was Coffee with Simon that I signed up yeah. on. Yeah. Um so I have a Cafe Nero iced latte. Oh, okay. And now that's a brand that has never been mentioned in this podcast before. Yeah, and the reason I can tell you the reason why I got both. So why is it from Cafe Nero? Well, yeah. I had a free coffee stamp because ah, we've been there okay. quite a lot and the reason yeah. we got that was uh, on their app at the moment this is a this is already a tip simon yeah, yeah. if you uh, sign up for their app and enter the code give me five you get five loyalty points so you've got to buy four coffees and then you get one free but if you invite a friend you get two so really you have to buy two coffees and wow. uh, and you've That's got a, a free one a free and it's one. a nice latte because it's absolutely boiling outside yeah, yeah, and we're both talking before the recording started. We've both got fans going because we've had to shut the windows to keep the noise out. But then you actually end up being in an oven, don't you? Cooking, so uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm just glad that I'm the only person in the office today. Everyone's yeah. got the day off. Uh, oh, it seems because there's nice weather, so I don't have yeah. all the other computers going. So it, oh, it feels good. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine are still all going, unfortunately. So what what's your favourite coffee then? You know, if um, we'll talk a bit about Cafe Nero in a moment and give them a bit of a plug. I'm always open for sponsorship if anybody ever wants to. But t tell us what your favourite <laughs> coffee is and why. Anything cold, controversially. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a young whippersnapper, Simon, and I, I feel yeah. like you know, iced coffee is a young person's thing, but for a good really? reason, and that is because warm coffee. Now, this is going to be controversial and your ratings yeah. are going to go, Simon, but warm coffee does not make you feel refreshed. Mm. That's my yeah. that's my opinion. It, it's just, it does you don't yeah. take a sip and you're like, yeah. wow, I feel like I don't need to drink anything now for quite a while. So every time I get a warm one, I have to get an iced tap water and then I may as well just uh, okay. get a cold, a cold drink and uh, 
and it's well, good. I would recommend. I'm, I'm going to be controversial though and just say that's because it's you and you're weird. That so, uh, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it could be. Have yeah, you tried a frappe be. before? I have, yeah. And it's interesting that the the guest on the prior podcast, which will be the one prior to this, uh, listeners, if you're listening to these in sequence, will know that Claire on the previous podcast is the complete opposite to Tommy, where everything's got to be extra hot. So we've gone from extra hot in one podcast to ice cold in the other. So, uh, yeah, that's why we've got that. So moving on to the the business side of things, Um, in your own business, uh, and yeah, I appreciate you know you've had this this journey. But thinking about the business that you've got at the moment, what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've fixed in that business? Um, well, I mentioned that I started the business in university um, about three years ago. So I've gone from a an almost work culture in Sheffield and a, a community that I knew and felt comfortable in yep. into an office in Lincoln, a much smaller city. Um, that I didn't know anybody in at all. So the challenge was, how do I get leads from a community that I don't know? And, and yeah. particularly, especially when it comes to the, the community and, and the events going on, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. So just trying to try and meet people, um, not just for leads, but to genuinely meet people that I can go and speak to was was a challenge um and also just to to feel personally that i've integrated into what effectively feels like a brand new society um because the way that networking especially is done here is very different to um the way that it's done in sheffield um and i think you're right i mean i I, yeah i came from sort of nottingham way and when i started doing business in lincoln when i became a coach uh, it is very different and you know listeners you know that are, are listening to this globally uh will even recognize it perhaps in their country their region that you know you'd sometimes get communities where the level of trust and doing business with people who live locally work locally you know that there's definitely sometimes that culture that is a lot harder to break into and lincoln city is one of those. And usually with city cultures, you find them more open, you find them more, and I won't say accepting because that's a bad word because Lincoln people are very, very welcoming, but it's definitely something where you've got to build relationships. It takes more time. You've got to show that you're, you know, uh, immersed in that local community uh, before you get those conversations. So yeah, I can imagine that was, was quite an interesting you know, episode to come from Sheffield to Lincoln. Yeah. And it was, it was almost a culture shock um, mm. because I mean, and this is, you know, I've only been here working and, and active for probably the last two months, but Sheffield's um, obviously a major UK city with a lot going on, yeah. but it felt more. And looking back, I think that the way things were done there felt more modern and more uh, faster paced. Yeah, I know more faster is probably not the right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the right grammar there. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot faster paced. Um, I've, especially, I've noticed that being young and in business, there's there seems to be a lot less people that I'm meeting here that are younger. Um, yeah, but it feels much more traditional here because, yes, it's a city and it is really welcoming. 
and and I don't have any complaints about it. It's uh, now that I'm slowly getting integrated, I'm really enjoying it more than I ever did in Sheffield. Yeah. But the, because the city is so small in comparison with 100,000 people compared to 650, 700,000 people, um, everybody knows everybody or that's that's the impression that i'm getting yeah, yeah. is People that it's a very tight-knit group and yeah. whereas in sheffield it's not it's a faster-paced bigger evolving changing group it seems much more stable and and much it seems like the foundation of the group here is is much more set in stone so yeah perhaps the way that that I've had to meet people has changed and I've had to adapt to that moving here to, to make, you know, the most out of being here. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you said, you know, that you've, you enjoy it more because I think, you know, one thing I've realized is that, you know, it is about having something that um, is, is a, is a business like, you know, um, culture where you can get business. I think what you'll find is, and I'm, you know, we're, we're digressing a little bit here, but there are pockets businesses so uh, you've got to find those pockets and it's it's easier once you do become connected to find those pockets of younger people in business there's a really good young uh, institute of directors uh, group for example in in lincoln uh, but the good thing is when you get into that kind of culture as it is in lincoln when you get a customer the customers generally tend to stay yeah they're very loyal where I know from Sheffield and from Nottingham, because you know, I used to live in Mansfield, which is sort of between the two, you know, you pick up customers very quickly, but they will easily go to somebody else very quickly as well. Because like you say, because of that pace, there's not the loyalty that you get in Lincoln. So how, how has it been for you then? What, what have you, um, yeah, what have you learned from, from that? And how has it benefited you? Do you think this adaption to the different culture and the different and generating leads in, in a different format yeah so is i've adapted in quite a few different ways the first one is i found that yes it's important to go and attend as many different things as you feel that you can yeah because that way you're going to make more people meet more people but on the flip side to that you have to balance that with the fact that the community here is so relationship-led that if you don't try and form the relationships with the people that you're meeting, then you may as well not actually go, yeah. um, in, in my opinion anyway. So, so how I've been, well, well, my strategy anyway, is to make people aware as much as possible that I am looking to genuinely meet people. Yeah. And, and I feel that that has... Because, you know, you meet people, you say, oh, do you want to go for a coffee? You want to hop on a Zoom call? Then automatically for a lot of people, especially when it's someone they don't know, if you're giving off the impression that, do you want to hop on a Zoom call? Because I want to sell to you right now. Exactly. Then yeah. you're going to really struggle. But the value that I've got from the people I've been meeting and forming relationships with is arguably so much more than just a quick sale because I've been yeah. I've been telling them I'm very upfront about it look I'm new to Lincoln I don't know anybody in Lincoln and I'd like to know you so mm. can we go for a coffee I've got a car I can come and meet you I went and met somebody uh, you'll 
you'll probably know it, Simon, and Daisy Made Ice Cream uh, yeah. Parlour. So it's yeah. an ice cream shop. Um, it's yeah. uh, probably quite child-focused, but they, it turns out they have a good <laughs> bacon sandwich, but right. only five out of ten quality of bread. So it yeah. could have been better. Um, but, yeah, so so by expressing that I genuinely want to meet you, let's follow up after, let's meet and then build the relationship. I've got a lot of value out of that. And I think you sort of alluded to that earlier when you said that by being in the pockets, you'll get to know about other things. But by meeting a lot of people and actually getting to know them, they've been more valuable to me than any Google search would have ever been for discovering what's going on in Lincoln, who I should get in contact with, yeah. And what networking events I would enjoy because yeah. they've already known me and they know what I like, what I don't like, and and what I what I want, which is ultimately to to meet as many people as possible that I could then become mm. friends with. Okay, so you mentioned uh, earlier on LinkedIn, and yes. you know, you've just touched on uh, you know the getting to know people and the relationships, and I'm sure you know people listening to this are experiencing this. You know, I get so frustrated when on LinkedIn somebody sends me a connection request and they send me quite a nice connection request. You know, congratulations on doing this, glad to see you doing this, and I'm interested in it. And then you connect with them because you think, oh, this is a you know genuine reach out, look look an interesting person. I usually look at the profile. And then as soon as you connect, you get this, you know, I do this, 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 and this. Do you want to jump on a call and I can tell you all more about my services and tell you how we can work together? I only charge $17 an hour, $20 an hour, whatever it is, or pounds. Uh, and I get so frustrated with that. And very often my response is, thanks very much for connecting. But normally I like to get to know people more before I go on a date with them yeah, uh, or before they ask me to marry them. What would you say to people who perhaps either doing that or being at receiving end of that you know because it's quite prevalent on linkedin isn't it in particular yeah i i get it a lot because i've got quite a large following um yeah and it actually it made me detest being on the platform for quite a while yeah me but, too um i just i just unconnect with people to be honest um okay. when it happens but the, i don't i mean look everyone wants leads and it's just about finding the way. I'll take it in a different direction. So from being in Lincoln to, to sort of find a happy medium that I think answers the question. There's two people that I've met up recently that have openly told me that they couldn't care less what I do. They care about me. And one of them said, if I like you, I don't care whether you sell cars I mean, what I do now is run a creative agency, but said, I don't care if you change soon and you started selling cars. Yeah. You know, if we've got to know each other and then you're selling cars, then who do you think I'm going to tell someone to go and see with a car? Yeah. So I think people buy the people and the relationships yeah. more than more than they do your product or service. And if your answer to either I haven't got any leads or I need more sales is to just directly go in and tell people what you do, then I don't think the overall marketing or your approach has been right because it's fairly obvious what people do from a LinkedIn profile 
from a website, from a one minute pitch at a networking event. You know what people do, but it doesn't yeah. really matter because I, I don't think, I think hardly anyone's ready to buy anything. Yeah. So, and I think, you've, I think you've touched on something really important there uh, that the listeners, you can take away from this as well, because you know, if somebody does reach out to you on LinkedIn, uh, you could always message them before you connect uh, and ask them a little bit about themselves. Yeah, and I, I remember I, I reached out to somebody on LinkedIn uh, not too long ago, and they they responded back quite sharply. You know, why do you want to connect? You know, you know is and I, you know they obviously thought my reach out was uh, spam, and then I replied back saying to to her, and she was a, a sort of a, a, a mompreneur as she called herself, and I said, you know, look, I just I came across your profile, I saw you you're a busy mom. I saw that you've got two children and how you've worked with those children and how you look after them. Uh, by the way, how are uh, Isabel and whoever it was? And left it at that. And she responded back and she says, you are the first person ever on LinkedIn to ask me how my kids are. And I think you yeah. touched on something really important there, Tommy, that if you get to know the person and you ask them to share something about themselves, one, it's going to benefit you, but it's also going to benefit them because that relationship is going to build, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that people don't, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I don't think people really want to buy things. They want to be helped. So if they know that you can help them rather than looking at it as they can buy from you, then you're already three quarters of the way there. And I don't think, uh, we mentioned earlier about cold outreach. So sending people a list of what you can do on LinkedIn today, yeah. I, so I, I won't go into, into too many details. Um, but a week ago, I, I met up with somebody who I'd found at a networking event. Um, I got to know a bit more about their business. They're not a decision maker in the business, yeah. but just a really nice person that was really, really helpful. And I went away and got thinking about the business and I thought that there were some categoric issues with the way that their brand is and that it could actually be putting off a lot of people. And I genuinely not seen any brand anywhere that could be giving a, a poorer you know, representation of how valuable that business would be yeah. to any prospect. So I, instead of taking the typical approach of, you know, send a message, here's what you can buy from me. Yep. I sent a, a cold video, um, which was recorded on um, on a bit of software called Loom, where you can record the screen and video, obviously audio. Yep. And I sent a five-minute video saying, look, I think there's a serious problem here, and here's how you can fix it. Here's what we do, but mainly this is why this needs fixing and why it's probably an emergency. Yeah. not just an issue that you have. And then within a couple of hours, so this was today, I, and this was the, the managing director of a fairly big business, yeah. got straight back to me, said, thank you so much for this. Can you email it over? Because I'm going to share it with the team and I'll get back to you really soon. So I think that to, to tie this back in uh, and do the full loop, Simon, Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you are going to reach out to someone, because there may be clients that you think, actually, you really need me, then make it really obvious that you're not a bot, 
make it so specific to the business that they want to actively, you know, engage and listen to what you've got to say. But then after that, you've put it in such a way that they've realized not that they can buy from you, but that you can solve a critical problem that they have. So it's, it's how do you do that? And I think humanizing it so it can't be perceived as a bot is the best way to go about it. And my personal opinion is that the cold video will do, you know, so much more for you than sending out a message that could ultimately be copy and pasted and just changed. I'll share one thing uh, just, just for the listeners to avoid when it comes to sending videos. Um, I've got a coach that I work with and she sent me an example of a video that she'd been sent. And this person had tried to contact her by phone, couldn't get through by phone. So then sent a video and they sent this video in, in an email and it was on a loop and the loop was just awful. So the video was quite good, but as we sat there and this email was there with this video loop playing, it was just awful. And it got to the point where this person wouldn't watch the video because they were so horrified by the loop. So if you do do a video, make sure if you put it on a bit of a loop on an email, that it doesn't do you a disservice as well because uh, yeah, it looked a little bit odd. That's all I can say. Yeah, and the, the definitely from my experience using video, it's it's such a great way to make someone actually yeah. listen to what you've got to say. Yeah. Um, so how I do it sometimes, but not often, because I'd rather send videos to people that already sort of know who I am. Um, yeah. But obviously, if I really knew someone, I'd just call them. Yeah, um, is to use something like Loom, get a picture of your face right up there, but then use their profile as the first sort of backdrop. So yeah. they know that you are real and this is directly for them yeah. from the thumbnail that is. And then, uh, and then go away and do your thing. But I think yeah. that's a, it's a yeah, really good a, way to do a, it. That's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. So get their profile in the background so they can see that you're actually looking at them as well. Look, you know, yeah, you know just leave note. Them. Whatever you do, I think, especially with cold outreach, just on LinkedIn especially, is just you leave no room for a thought in their mind to creep in that this isn't directly personalised for them. Yeah. So however that is. Humanise it, as you said. Yeah, and I think it's just crucial because I'm not going to sit there and and read something that's you know 200 words long that's been copy and pasted but hi thomas at the start of it because yeah. you know i could make a new linkedin account go online and find a bot to do that for me within within 15 yeah. minutes so yeah. people buy from the people so yeah. so make sure that there's no room for error yeah i've got one uh, person i work with and they deliberately uh, everybody knows them by a shortened version of their name uh, and on their social media profiles, they always put the long version of their name. So if ever they get something that says, hi, long version of the name, they know it's somebody who doesn't know them. It's probably a bot because it's picking it up where anybody that knows him would use the shortened version of the name. So that's how he always distinguishes whether he, I wouldn't say he doesn't give it any time, but he, he helps him prioritize who to speak to. And yeah. again, it's about building that relationship, isn't it? It comes back yeah, to that exactly. of having that relationship. So just moving on through through the sort of questions and before I ask the, the next question, and uh, you're giving us some some great things to take away there and some things that you've used yourself. What can people do to connect with you? Where can people find you? What's the best way of people perhaps uh, 
locating you and then if they do what would they hope to find you know is it articles what is it that you can share with people so they can digest a little bit of uh, you know what the agency is about and what you are about yeah so i mean firstly myself you you'll be able to find me on linkedin i don't use uh, i don't use twitter um right. i'm uh, i think i'm i'm 60 years older inside than i am on the on the right. outside yeah um so Thomas Atkins is my LinkedIn, T-H-O-M-A-S, yep. and then Atkins, A-T-K-I-N-S. And you'll know it's me because there'll be a, a purple backdrop on the photo, whatever photo I've got at the time, uh, and also uh, on the LinkedIn banner as well. And the, the website for our, for our agency is identityagency.co.uk. So for me personally, um, I, I share a, a decent amount of content on LinkedIn. Yeah, um, but if someone's looking for tips on how to use the cold video and the, um, the software that, that I mentioned to you earlier called Loom, then feel free to connect with me, send me a message and I'll, I'll you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to spend 15, 20 minutes on, on Zoom teaching you how, how to use it. Good. Um, on the website, there's, there's blogs um, on a range of, of different topics um, from branding to social media marketing. Um, but I think the best thing to do, if you are looking for some advice on what we've mentioned, just, just ask me, I'd be more than happy to help. Yeah, great. Now I'm gonna ask you a, a question here that is purely because you know, we've had conversations in the past and obviously uh, you know, work, work together. You've got a, a, a larger aim for what you want to do with the businesses, haven't you? Uh, and I'd love you to share that with the listeners because I think that's quite important. And that was quite inspiring for me when we sort of first, you know, started the sort of the coaching client relationship. Just share with the listeners a little bit about what that aim is. Do, are you referring to like building in a wide range of services or? Mm, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the purpose behind that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a few, a few uh, ideas that will be in the works for, for many years to come. One of them is because right now we, we offer um, a range of, of design and, and creative services to help you yep. um, brand and market the business. Um, but what, what I would like to do in, yeah, well, I don't know how long it will take, Simon, but is yep. to, to bring in a really, really broad range of, of services for businesses on, on subscription and retainer packages yep. so that a, a wide variety of issues can be sold under one, solved under one roof. So, I mean, what I would love for my... Sorry, carry sorry, on. Sorry, yeah, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to stop there because you know, what I'm trying to um, get the listeners to understand is that there's a bigger purpose behind this, isn't it? It's not just about you know, what you do. There's a purpose behind why you want to do it, a longer-term legacy, if you like, that you want yeah. to have an impact on, isn't it? That's what I wanted to to get you to just mention before we go into the last question. Yeah, well, so what 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 part of that would you like me to talk about? Sorry, Simon. Just very quickly, just give us a, yeah. What, what's your yeah. why? Why do you do what you do? So what's, what's the ultimate game? What are you going to sit in a rocking chair and look back at and say, yes, I did what my plan said I was going to do? Yeah, I mean, so firstly, yeah, I'd like to diversify this business. So it offers a, a wide range of services from HR, accounting, everything a business would need. Keep that going so that I can use the income from this to bootstrap other ventures that interest me. 
Yep. And then um, finally from that, obviously use that money, however much it is, just to to have a, a footloose kind of lifestyle where I can work from anywhere. I mean, I can yep. now, but, you know, obviously I, I can't really because I need to integrate with this community. Um, but just to just to be able to work so flexibly or or not at all but right. um, and, and that's why yeah it's gonna be so a long journey you, thank you for sharing that because i think it is about the you know you've got one venture that you then want to use to bootstrap other ventures to give you that flexibility and that 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 balance of life that you're looking for because i think for many people you know and i know that because we've worked through the plans together that's why i was trying to get it out of you because many people just have a, a one track plan to where they want to go without really those steps of how they're going to get there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you've got very clear steps of, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. That's, that's going to get me to the next step. That's going to help me bootstrap uh, other ventures that then are going to give me that flexibility to, to have that work-life balance. So thank yeah, you for sharing think, that. That's I think you've been really you. helpful with that as well. Obviously I had the, the plans anyway, but you yeah. definitely need a plan of how to get there and, and yeah. yeah, really helpful with that. So thank you. Perfect. So going on to the, the, the final question then uh, about coffee. So you shared where, where we can find you. If you're going to have your next coffee in a dream location, where would that dream location be? I mean, there's, there's two I'd be happy with. So the first one would be anywhere with air conditioning. <laughs> yes. And, and, the, and the second one, um, preferably in another country, it would be nice. Yeah. If, uh, yep. if Mr. Boris lets us travel. Yeah. Um, well, if the other countries let us in as well, isn't it? That's the other it, issue. Yes. Yep. Um, and I'm quite far down on the vaccine list. Right. I'm, uh, I'm a young guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully in in roads on a holiday that I've got booked for October. So right. hopefully that Definitely. goes ahead and a nice Greek coffee, which I yeah. say the word nice. If you've ever had a Greek coffee, they're probably not very nice. It's uh, it's essentially coffee sand in a coffee that's far too strong and far too big. Yeah. Well, for all the Greek listeners to this, I apologize. <laughs> He's defacing <laughs> Greek coffee. But yes, I'm sure people do make a nice cup of Greek coffee. So uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. So yep, so we're going for roads. Uh, one final part of that. Is it sunrise or sunset? For me? Mm, you're drinking your coffee. What is it? Sunrise, early morning or sunset, late I'm evening? Not, I'm not an early riser, Simon, so I'm going to have to go for sunset. Sunset, sunset, yeah. Well, me too. That's if my, I'm not eating wife too would... much garlic bread and olive oil by then. Yeah, my wife would definitely be sunrise, but I'm definitely sunset. So uh, yeah, we definitely see the opposite ends of the day. So... Thank you very much for, for taking your time, Tommy. Uh, you've given us some great tips uh, and lessons of, of how you went from perhaps not knowing what you wanted to do in your backstory to, to how you worked all that out. And I think the most important thing, listeners, that uh, I've certainly taken away from this, and I'm sure you have as well, is the importance of building relationships and looking at the surroundings. Just because you live in one city or one region, don't just think it's one size fit all. You know, take a look at the people that are around you. Take a look at the culture. Take a look at the environment that you're in and make sure you're building relationships in the way that those people are going to receive it. And we touched on then on LinkedIn that, you know, some people like to be sold to, but most of us don't. So, again, don't think it's one size fit, fits all. You know, look to build those relationships. And I think 
you've given us some some great tips there that people want to be helped so if you can reach out and help people whether it's through video whether it's through you know any kind of connection at all i think that's a great great tip to, sh to share there and uh, yeah thank you for being a guest you've been a star and say it's your first podcast you're doing really well so congratulations yeah, thanks, and uh, welcome to the club yeah thank you very much thanks everyone and listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help businesses and coaches around the globe become better aware, better educated, and more importantly, accountable. So do something with what we've shared with you today. Go out there, build those better relationships, uh, as Tommy has said there. Look to help people. Don't just go in there trying to sell to them. Build those relationships. Get to know them first. And if somebody approaches you and they try and sell to you, just either disconnect from them or unconnect from them, or just reply back saying, I just want to get to know you first. Tell me a little bit about yourself and ask those questions that build those relationships. And of course, as always, I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>